Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M footy lives on listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low, relax, keep out of harm's way. But not here. Oh, Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Oh, good afternoon and welcome to Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Round 27, the last round of the competition. We head to the semi-finals. The top eight is set. Not all positions exactly. We will talk you through the next couple of hours. James Graham, James Hooper, Gordon Tallis and Ben Dobbin with you as Triple M Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to small business. Last night, the Dolphins were too good for the Warriors, 34 points to 10. The Panthers claimed the minor premiership over the Cowboys, 44 points to 12. And the Knights went on there, continued on their winning ways, 32 points to 12. That's nine in a row for the Newcastle Knights and they are now locked in in fifth spot uh, as they head towards the finals. A very good afternoon to James Graham, my friend. How are you, Ginger? I'm very well, thanks, Ben. How are you? I'm wonderful, wonderful. Great Excited for the finals. Me Excited too, man. How good is it going to be? <clears throat> yep, we've got uh, this afternoon, 2 o'clock kickoff, uh, Dogs, Titans, and that will be it. Next week, Triple M will cover every single semi-final, all of the football and rugby league right here on Triple M. James Hooper, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Dobbo. How are you? I'm wonderful. How's your week been? Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Yeah, They've happy all had Father's a good morning. Day. Everybody up yeah. and down the eastern seabird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the week's been good, mate. We're at the pointy end. First weekend of September. Cracking footy. Um, geez, the Panthers were good last night. Yeah, we're going to talk about them very shortly. Um, I don't know why everybody's getting that carried away at the moment. Gordon, tell us good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ben. It's great to be here. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, so important in all the young men and women's lives. So, hope you're having a great day and you're getting sport. Billy, make you a good little gift to Kindy. Do you get you a little? Uh, I think, oh, yeah, Billy. Well, I was in Sydney, so Billy made me a car, a snake and frog car. Yeah. Uh, out of cardboard. <laughs> so, I don't know. He must have got it from So, I don't know where he got it from, but I've got a snake, uh, snake and frog car because there's two things that I'm scared of. Merge them together. So we merge them together. Oh, he's a oh, one little piss taker he, he is. He's absolutely unreal. <laughs> hey, Triple M Sunday, Simbit, all thanks to Prosper. Let's get into it. Uh, Panthers, for the third time in four years, claimed the minor premiership, um, the JJ Gilton Shield, and they were very good last night. The Cowboys had everything to play for. If they won, they were going to make the top eight, um, but the Panthers absolutely tore them to shreds. 44 points to 12. Hoops, I'll start with you. You covered this game. Um, they were very, very good last night, um, the Panthers, and, and rightly so, the minor premiers. But I don't think we all need to be getting carried away and saying it's Penrith first and Daylight second. Well, I disagree with you there. Off the back of what we saw last night, they put an absolute clinic on last yeah. night. They did, Against they the had, Cowboys. They had, Against the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, the side that you had winning the comp. I didn't have them winning the comp. But okay. go on, Hoops. Slow down, Tono, right? They didn't have Scott Sorensen. They didn't have Mitch Kenny. They had a kid called Luke Summerton, who isn't even in their top 30 or their de- six development players. He's come out of Ron Massey Cup and through New South Wales Cup this season, yeah, playing right. dummy half along with Tyrone Peachy. And the Cowboys early on, 
uh, they had a lot of ball and field position and were asking questions, and Penrith just completely shut them out of the game. I thought it was a super impressive clinic. Uh, I think they're going to be damn hard to beat. I'm not saying that the Broncos cannot beat them, um, but they're going to need to be at their absolute best on what we've seen last night. Okay, uh, this is Nathan Cleary um, on the field. Um, this is thanks to Fox Sports after they won the minor premiership. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs. You know, we didn't start the year very well, um, but we got back into a bit of form, and then obviously last week wasn't our best, but you know, I thought we got back um, into our rhythm that we want to play like tonight, and, uh, yeah, very happy with it. Yeah, you know, a whole new comp starts now. It's pretty cliched, but it is like that. Um, you know, come in on Monday and, and start working hard, and, you know, we're going to have to bring out our best footy. Um, you know, the comp's really tight this year, and I even had Teddy texting me this morning um, saying that <laughs> if we could get a win for him. So they've snuck in. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good final series. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, that's Nathan Cleary. Yeah. Off the back of Penrith winning the minor premiership, they'll now take on the New Zealand Warriors. We don't know exactly, but we think that will be the early game on Saturday. Brisbane will take on Melbourne. Um, so and you're a Channel 9 man on the ground, so what is the schedule? Well, Maybe we don't know. know we actually don't know. Oh, but so we, you don't know. I, I think Brisbane will be playing Melbourne on Friday. You and think? I think the yeah, – yes, I'd almost – Put a lot on that, and I think, um, and I and I believe that the the early game at the moment they don't often get it will right, be so. will be Panthers taking on the Warriors. That five thirty game will get lead into New Zealand, so that's at a reasonable hour for the New Zealand's to to watch. I, I will say this to James Graham and and, and to you, Gordy. Let's not get too carried away with Penrith, Brisbane, Brisbane, hang on, Brisbane. Well, on equal points, oh. they just the differential. Stop okay? it. Stop it. And Penrith, I'm not, and, and Penrith Pen- are the best side, right? Yeah, Pen- so there's no doubt well, that Penrith are the best side in the competition. Brisbane are the second best. I think Melbourne's the third best. Every other team on their day, I think, can push those guys. But if you're just – if it's a racehorse, if it's just an out-and-out racehorse – Well, it's not. And Well, it is. It's – they're, they're – they're, they should be clear favourites. There's no doubt they've been the best team. This, yeah, this is this is their fourth grand final that they're going for, and their third in a row to win. So, there's no doubt that the way they're playing, um, perfect storm. They got beaten by Parramatta, and Penrith don't normally lose two in a row. Um, I reckon they summed it up. Brisbane rested their players. They think, do we play Melbourne or play the Warriors? No disrespect. I reckon we play the Warriors. Right, there's part of that, and they have like the coaching staff would just try to plan out the next five weeks, and they put the sword to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were a desperate side. But there's no doubt, if you're asking, like the sides that beat Penrith this year, other than Parramatta when they rested the players, Brisbane were one point. I think you know they were sort of caught off guard a little bit, and that happens. It was round happens, one as but, well. But when Penrith have played best of their ability, have they been beaten? Tell me. No, they haven't. Well, they haven't Dobbo. played Brisbane. Dobbo. You, oh, they haven't played Brisbane. Not at the best of their ability. They haven't played Brisbane like they are at the moment. I, I, Dobbo, I agree you can't that help. The... You, you can't do anything but marvel at what the Panthers have managed 100%, to achieve. hundred percent. But let's like, not get carried away. There's what, other. There's seven other teams in the finals other than Penrith. Yeah, we. Let's we, not we, get are all your dogs there. We I'm know. Dogs we know there. that. Yeah. Are we, your we, fins there? <laughs> Are your Raiders there? No, yes, Maybe. they are. Yes, they uh, are. Up They're until four in. o'clock. And the Broncos. No, they're in. They're in regardless. You're not a Bronco. The Broncos. I'm a Broncos paid member. Um, paid. Paid member. Yeah. Paid my money. But I'm well, serious right, about mate. this. Gordy won enough comps with them, Dobbo, yeah. so he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mate, I'm not I'm not You come to all their reunions and that, don't you? 
Here's the MC. Uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. They're not that desperate. Can I, can I be all serious about this? Well, yeah. Penrith are one of the, the, the dead set favourites, and they were awesome. And you're right that they had – but they still had Dylan Edwards. They still had Nathan Cleary, Spencer Lenny. They've still got a very, very good side that ran out there last night. Brisbane rested all their players. Do you think now in some ways, because when you look at who – Brisbane have to go through to get to the grand final now, it, it, it is the toughest side of of that draw, like with, with, with the way it's feeling. You've got to go through Melbourne. They have to go through Newcastle as well, you suspect, um, to get through as well if Newcastle wins. You've got to beat them all to win yeah. the comp, right? So it doesn't matter what side of the draw you're on. If it falls that way, if you get a chance to play and beat an easy side to try to pick an easier draw, but there's no doubt Penrith are the side to beat. Brisbane, have they had a great season? Absolutely. Um, I reckon every Broncos player, um, can they win the comp? Absolutely. Absolutely. If they play their best, but, you know, that's the question mark on Brisbane. Well, and and that's it for for, for Brisbane. They don't have that experience. This is all new territory for for most of that group, minus Capewell and Reynolds. They've not been here as a group before, and and that's why you've got to favour the Panthers at the moment, their systems and their culture, they trust in one another. They know exactly what each member of that team's going to do. Look, and in terms of the journey that they've been on, I think at the start of the season, you know, a lot of us had some question marks about the Panthers, whether they could continue uh, circling up near the top. And, you know, maybe the top four was out of reach. They lost to St. Helens. They lost to Brisbane. And I think a lot of us questioned them after losing Coruscant and kick out, but not just that. They lost their two main assistant coaches in Seraldo and Webster as well. And we thought, oh, they're coming back to the pack here. But what they do, it's quite remarkable to get the best out of people with all due respect to your Garners of the world, to Lindsay Smith, Hosking. You know, they just trust in one another in their systems that are absolutely yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And when, they get, when it comes down to it in these big games... That's what's going to get them over the line is the trust in one another when they look to each each person beside them, knowing they've been there before. They're going to be incredibly difficult to beat. Like, yeah, I agree. You know, the other seven t- teams in the in the playoffs will will fancy their chances, but they're going to have to play way beyond their best, way beyond their best of what they've already done this year. Maybe perhaps minus Brisbane. You raise a great point about the Broncos, Jimmy, in terms of grand final experience. Adam Reynolds and Corey Oates, I think, are the only yes. players who have featured at that level of the game. But then when you go through the rest of their roster, Pat Carrigan's played Origin, won Wally yeah. Lewis medals. Flegler's played Origin. Payne Haas has played Origin. Reese Walsh is a superstar, probably the informed player in the competition at the moment. Selwyn Cobbo, State of Origin. Cobo. Yeah, so there's, an, yeah, there's, there's, enough, there's enough big game experience there. On, yeah. I, I think the Broncos can absolutely push Penrith. But uh, to your other point about the Panthers, we can't take anything away from what they have been able to achieve over such a sustained period of time. They remind me of the Broncos from when Gordon played. That's how good this side is. To have coaches come and go, assistant coaches come and go, those star players that you named a year earlier, it was Matt Burton, it was Cape. Well, there's been others continually leaving. But the way they've set up that junior nursery and they've just got that procession line humming and they do have the luxury of it's the biggest junior nursery in the world. Uh, But you simply, it's impossible to overstate how good they have been. They have been superb. And I think the next four weeks is about belief for the other teams. 
So Penrith know that they've got the side. They know that they've been there before. They know they've been to the well. They know they've been to the coalface and they've done the job, right? There's no doubt that. The other teams need to believe that they're better than them and can beat them. Not cocky, but know that if they go out there, they believe in their their game, they believe in their mate. You can't all the play the that... same style of, of Penrith. You, what? You, you, no, you the, can't. The same style. You can't well, train. Who, said, who said anything no about one is going to... who's going to no, play but, their style? Well, a lot of teams have tried to play and match they? it with them, and they've come off. Well, Brisbane's yeah, got a completely different yeah. style this yeah. season. 100%. So do the Warriors. 100%. So is Melbourne Storm. So is a... Look, the only thing, right, if you're going to beat Penrith, you've got to realise that they defend better than most other sides. They get more black or pink jerseys in the picture than most other teams. It is sort of winning off the back foot, right? In boxing terms, Muhammad Ali could fight off the back foot. So at stages, you're going to be on the back foot. You're going to have to bite down on your mouth guard. Can you still perform at a level that you need to on the back foot and be dominated in sets and moments for minutes or 10 minutes or 20-minute blocks or, you know, 20 you know twenty sets and still have the belief that what I'm doing is right? Yeah, uh, and, and we'll, I think... And will get me the result. To, to, to beat Penrith... You have to pass the ball. You have yes. to move them around. There's no point trying to take them on in that battle through the nah. middle part of the field. But, Gordy, I want to ask you something well, about... They're the best wrestlers in the comp. Yeah, right? the best... you watch the level of detail that they put into it in terms of on the try-line defence. When they get a player on the ground, we know about how important the speed of the play the ball is, how, well, how much that affects. Will they just turn the body just ever so slightly on a 45-degree angle or on an east-west angle, which slows the yeah. play the ball down that half a second, which buys everybody else time. It's we incredible that to out, watch. didn't we? Like when they played the dogs yeah. that day, and they then would... I'm like, oh, my God. And then they just – and just trying to work out Penrith. Right at the last moment, they turn their players around just slowly, so it's just not obvious. They just turn them around, and there's the extra one or two seconds, and they do that so well. And then they sort of milk it a little bit, and they get off slow. But you watch every time Penrith make a tackle in their own 20, it's the slowest play of the ball in history. G- Gordy. So that's what you've got to deal with. Yeah. That's what you've got to overcome. G- hey, Gordy, I'm just going to ask you about the, what it's actually like up there at the moment um, around the city of Brisbane. Obviously, that they're riding the wave at the moment, but how do you think they're going to handle the pressure? They come up against the Melbourne Storm team in week one of finals that they haven't beaten in, is it 14? 14 years. Four, 14. But, at but, Suncorp. At but, Suncorp. Right. Like, so uh, and how, much are, that, how right? are they going to manage that, that, okay. that pressure? And now the, the well, expectation, I know we've spoke about players that have played on the biggest stage, yep. but they've got this, and I, and I know that they've had the, you know, the state behind them before when they've played yep. in those representative games. But what's the wave like up there in Brisbane at the moment, and, and and how will these young people manage the expectation that comes with p- p- performing so well and getting that second place finish? Well, rugby league, yes, they had. I think the Dolphins playing the yeah, Warriors, Warriors had forty thousand people. They had yep. River Fire on, just here to the right of us. That had. I know hundreds of thousands of people. It's one of the biggest nights in Brisbane where everybody lines the river and there's planes and fireworks and all that. So that's the wave, right? Next week, if it was an 80,000-seat stadium, It'd sell. I reckon they sell it out. That's how big the Broncos are. And when we talk about the last 14 years, right, there's two ways to look at it. If you're going to read the paper this week, you haven't beaten them for 14 years. Do you play with the paper in your sock? Do you play with it in your back pocket? But it's what you believe. So 14 years ago, the Melbourne Storm had Cameron Smith, Billy Slater and Cooper Cronk. Let's not church over the sides that Melbourne have won against Brisbane. Is this Brisbane side better than the last 14 years? 
I'd back that it's pretty close to the best side in the last 14, or 14 games or whatever it is. Sorry. In the last 14 games, I'd back that this Brisbane side would beat that Brisbane team. Yeah. So that's so that's what I'm going to bank on. Guys, you're better than the last 14 sides that have gone up against Melbourne Storm. It was a great game on Thursday night. They were both down on troops. Brisbane and when Flegler and their experience come off, Melbourne did rise to the occasion. They've unearthed some superstars yeah. there. But I just think that Brisbane next week will be a totally different kettle of fish and I reckon they're up to the challenge and that's the first hurdle. Yeah, because if they get through that, the first it's a, if they get through that, they're straight through to a home prelim, and that's what what I think every team wants a home prelim. Here, you want to talk about eighty? You could have one hundred and sixty thousand. You'd sell it out. It wouldn't matter. And like once you're right, again, you've just gone a bit yeah. too far. Yeah, but anyway, on that, once I'm again, glad. We're just talk about the Cowboys. I just want to quickly touch on the Cowboys. And we're going to leave them there. Oh. We've got. Th- it's quite an amazing stat. Hoops, Ooh. three of last year's prelim finalists. Didn't make the eight this year. So, Who's that? Know, Parramatta, South, and the Cowboys. All, yeah, Three out of the four didn't make it. So, the Cowboys, the, you know, Todd Payton would be very disappointed. And, and you can look at their roster and you go, okay, okay, where? Tuolungi, Nanai, Tomalolo, no, Reese Robson, Val Holmes wasn't there, Drinkwater, Dearden. Like, they are loaded with talent. They are loaded with talent. Um, where did it go wrong for them? They don't have speed. Watching them last night, they don't have speed, so they can create. And you and I've tried to tell you, Tabuai Fado, just genuine speed. You look at all the sides; they just got speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? well, the Broncos are the classic example of that. Speed yeah. has come back in. Reese Walsh has changed. Like I think, speed is like there's some things you can't coach against. Is that right, Jimmy? And no. the Cowboys' systems are great; they break them down, and they just don't have. The speed just to finish off what they're creating, in my opinion, uh, and and perhaps as well. Let's be honest. I think they overachieved last year. Absolutely, mm. they did. Like they they overachieved last year, and then expectations become elevated. And I think they were. It probably wasn't a true representation of of where they were at to finish uh, third last season, and then get the first win against the. The, the Sharks in the finals, I thought, and, you know, they played the Sharks, who, again, probably overachieved last year. And I think that now that the competition has probably caught up with them and, you know, you, you, I, I do I, did I expect them to be better than um, what they are? I, absolutely. But, you know, you look at some of the, the, the players that have been taken away from that roster compared to last year and it, it the, the two, and we spoke about this before, that really spring to mind. Is is obviously the hammer and and his ability to finish. Yeah, I think bit. you know it's a, it's a hard task to, for a coach and an organisation to make a decision between Drinkwater and Tabidai Fado, but also Gilbert leaving. Oh, I, I, yeah, you know, Gordy raised that earlier yeah, in the year. Like the, 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 those the, he was one of the those the characters, personnel, like yeah, his work ethic. You, you know, they and perhaps that you know obviously they've got Ruben Cotter, who's an absolute workhorse. Yeah, maybe he just needs a little bit of help in that. You know, and they've got Griffin Neem as well that works hard. But I think I, I think we, we underestimate the loss of, of of Gilbert especially. They'll rue it as a wasted opportunity in a failed season because it is a damn good roster, yeah. irrespective of yeah. all those points and the yeah. fact that they absolutely. I think uh, yeah. at stages they have lack speed. They miss Val Holmes back into the season. They've had injuries. When, they've had suspensions. When he was suspended. But, but, yeah, but, but so's so everybody. Clubs. Yeah. Right. That's. That can't be an excuse in our game anymore. There's a 30-man roster for that. 
Yeah. Well, we're going to unpack a bit more, and then coming up after the break, the Bulldogs. Turmoil at the Dogs. Jimmy Graham's coming off the back oh. fence. This is Sunday Sinbin, thanks to Prosper on Triple M. Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper, make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready and Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper, make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Can't stop what I got. Ready and Welcome back to Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper on Triple M. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper, Ben Dorman with you for the next couple of hours ahead of the Titans taking on the Bulldogs. We will get to I Call BS very shortly. We're also going to talk about the Bunnies and their situation. So much to get through as well. We'll talk about the West Tigers and the Pasco fiasco a little later. Uh, James Hooper will give us an update with that. But <clears throat> Phil Gould is about to conduct another full review of the Canterbury Bulldogs after a lot of revelations have come out this week around culture, around the way that their season has finished. They've still got another game to go today, but it hasn't been good. A lot of question marks about Cameron Seraldo and should he be under pressure. Why? Well, because of the results, clearly, and because players are walking out. This is what Reid Marnie has said about Cameron Seraldo this week. I definitely I think he's a mate before he's a coach and um, that's what everyone loves about him. He's easily approachable. His door's always open and, um, you know, I... I you know, a lot of boys go to, and talk to him just about um, life advice, and, and, and a lot of, and then footy comes second, really, and that's that's how he is. And but he has standards, and we have standards as a as a playing group and as a club of where we want to go to. And um, you know, obviously, Cam is stressed out a lot that this is the way we're going. And um, you know, if you don't really like it, then probably not the place for you. But we know where we're going as a group and as a club, and and, and obviously, Cam's the leader of that, and myself, um, yeah, back everything he does and what we're trying to do here. Very strong by Reed Marnie, and thank you for that. Uh, obviously, this is around players uh, and some mail around the way that they are doing things, players turning up late and some sort of uh, wrestling, tackling session. James Graham, this club, you bleed blue and white. There's no two ways about it. You, you, you absolutely love the Bulldogs. Can you give us some insight into what is going on? You, you're close to it. What is happening there at the moment? Yeah, well, look, every club in the NRL will have a, a form of review and, and look to where they can get better, um, issues that have popped up and, you know, potentially how differently um, they could be handled, how we how um, you can improve standards, performance, everything that goes into it. In terms of, you know, this incident where a player is late and then punished, like, as long as that's not personal which I don't think it is, then it's on. That's how football clubs need to be run. You can't afford to be late to training. I agree. Like, and, and if it's not a personal attack, then you've got to suck it up. Like, this is professional sport. This, the, 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 the group of players that are there at the moment, it's an incredibly young football team. So you need to put in the hard work. You need to build standards. Like, I don't profess that um, when I was playing there at the Dragons or St. Helens, I got everything right. No, I didn't. I had my um, 
you know, I had my questions to, to, to staff at different times. I didn't always get it right. I reflect, look back and thought I probably handled that situation wrong. But I think in, in terms of th- this group in particular, it, it needs standards. They, they need to be driven. And, you know, I read a couple of things in, in the paper. There was there was one about um, this long day where you're in at 8.30 and then home at 5. Like, look, I, I know what it's like. I'm not that far removed from the game. Players live in a bubble, and, and you you think that's tough, and then you, you actually look a little bit deeper. Why are you there till five? It's because it, you know the devil's in the detail. If you're on last massage, you leave at five. Like, <laughs> give yourself a slap in the face if you think that that passes the pub test. That anyone's going to be sympathetic. No that you chance. have to you give have to ground. wait. You have to wait. But so basically, let, let me give you a bit of the structure of that day. It that. goes you, the massage block is at the end of the day because there's a squad of thirty. You get the massage therapist in. They split what is it, all. Four, four therapists or the, six the, maybe? Yeah, so basically the massage times would go two Do to three, mat. three to four, four to five. And if you happen to be on that last massage, then you're in at five. In the other two hours, you've got to wait around, be more productive because Stretch. obviously what we're seeing at the moment isn't good enough. And clubs are built on hard work. You, you, you know, and you think, okay, you're going to go to another football club and you're not going to have to work hard. And you know what? I, I like what the Bulldogs are doing at the minute because they've got, they're, they're building an identity. And that I- identity based off Cam Serraldo is that you're going to work hard. And look, I, I don't like going after players, but Andrew Davey, like he, he's put himself who's in the he? fire. He's put himself in the firing line. He, he came can, I, to, can I just ask, who's he? He was a Bulldogs play. He played two games for the Canterbury Bankstown oh, Bulldogs. Right. Came over Club from Manly legend. this season. And he's, come out and, and, and basically criticise Cam Seraldo and the Bulldogs, the, the culture. Well, let me tell you this. Like, I don't like doing this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think the truth needs to come out in that situation. Andrew Davey came to the club thinking he was going to play every week and he got outworked by a 21-year-old called Jacob Preston and he embarrassed him. And that's why, that's why Andrew Davey isn't happy is because he came under the pretense of I'm going to play first grade every week and a 21-year-old put him in his place and he couldn't get in the team. So he kicks his toys and he pisses off to Parramatta. So oh, un- unlucky, yeah, mate. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, you didn't you didn't like it because you weren't getting picked and you thought you were. And a 21-year-old, Jacob Preston, who's been absolutely fantastic, one of the finals awesome. of the season, has shoved it up your arse. So this is, this see is, you later. These are the kids, right? And I said it before. So these are the kids that have come through the system where everybody's got a ribbon. So they've never really been criticised. They've never come last. And my iris, I'm a human, right? And I have feelings. Don't think I don't have feelings. But we didn't look like the players today. So they all look like supermen. So the training they do, they're physically bigger, stronger, faster than us. Mentally is where they're lacking. And just as... Like when I was playing first grade, I was working on a Hurstville Council, getting up at five, running up because I didn't have a car to the train station, getting a train to the top of Alawa, running down Roberts Road, whippersnipping all day, coming back to train, getting home at eight o'clock at night to get my career, getting up and if I had to do weights, I had to get up earlier, right, to fit in your weights. So what's the part of you not wanting to be successful? And also that's, that that that's that's part of it. I just and then I'm not and it's not even about my career. I just know that I turned up late once to Brisbane, and Wayne had told me to 
of home. Yeah. Mm. In front of everybody. And I wasn't. I was 15 minutes early and he thought I was 15 minutes late. And then he rang me up at home and I said, oh, Wayne, you sent me to physio. I wasn't there for the meeting. You told me to go to physio. And his response was, don't do it again. Well, Wayne Bennett is a classic example. (laughs) Getting into my very first England camp under him. Lads, two rules. Don't get in jail. Don't get arrested. And don't don't be be late. late. (laughs) Simple as that. (laughs) Right? You know why? Because if you're late, you're basically saying my time is more important Important than than your time. So like that, that, it's a a massive lesson. And and also, as a player, and and I know, again, I say this, you, you, you are in a bit of a bubble. And you don't know necessarily what's best for you. And I've I've been there before when I was at the Bulldogs. We trained incredibly hard under the regime of Des Hasler, Tony Grimaldi, and I had my in like I had my confrontations with them about like doing some d- doing hard training midweek. I, I was like past in my thirties. Like there's Ray Fatilamarna is the only player who's thirty there, but also as well what you got I had to accept. Uh, is like, oh, look, James, th- there's some part of a mutual suffering here. Like, we've got to do this to get the best out of you. Also, you, you don't necessarily know why these um, these days are designed. Maybe they're designed to get a response. You know, d- designed. It, it doesn't always have to be perfect harmony no. between the playing group and the coaching staff. You, sometimes there would be, and I'm sure, Gordy, you, you'd know about this, when there's a particular member of staff and it's their role within the group to be the one that's hated and it can yeah. unite the players to Absolutely. be like a bit I of an us against you because they used to give us extras yeah. right so and it's okay if you're not a rugby league player so for those guys that feel like they're not in it it's actually okay it's like me being a firefighter right I go there I'm not going to be on the calendar if I join to be because it's pretty glamorous and you're a firefighter but the first time I go and the house is on fire and I'm going to risk my life it mightn't be for me. So it's okay if I'm not prepared to sacrifice. Yeah. But it doesn't make you weak. It just means that that job is not – I don't I don't want to be a firefighter I, enough. I, and if you don't want to be a rugby league player, sometimes mentally you've got to go to places where you don't want to go. And that's, that's part and parcel of our game. We should point out, Gordy, in relation to this incident that's created all the headlines and all the furor, yep. is that the young bloke who was involved is currently off on mental health yep. leave. We He's not a part that. of the club at the and moment, and everybody that. respects that. This is not that. about him. Okay. But, Gordy, uh, to your point from a minute ago, in the history of sport, there's never been a successful athlete who didn't train hard. Exactly. Whether it's no. Muhammad Ali, whether it's Michael Jordan, whether it's Tiger Woods, Mike Tyson stopped training hard. He got caught up in the whole fast yep. cars and, and fast life, and he got beaten by Buster Douglas, and he was never the same fighter. I've heard many rugby league players say over the years, there's an old adage, what comes first, form or confidence? It's hard work. Yeah, so, a, you're right. You're that's so that's right, that's Hoops. You mean like okay. mate, Muhammad Ali's famous quote, how many sit-ups did you do? He goes, I don't know. So what do you mean you don't know? He goes, I didn't start counting until it started to hurt. <laughs> like it's like it's like wow, like and these are greatest. And you talk about Michael Jordan, like, no, but this is just sport, right? So this yep. is business. So if it's business or if it's where you want to be, Michael Jordan trained harder than anybody else. There's a great Kobe Bryant. He's playing against someone from some say Philadelphia, and they go to a gym and they start shooting. And the bloke 
had to shoot like something like 400 shots and that was more. So he did twice as many because Kobe was in the gym and Kobe stayed longer than him. Like hours after him, he said, Kobe, why'd you do that? He goes, because I knew that you were watching me. And I knew that you didn't want to put in the work that I was doing. You know, I think it's a little bit representative as well of like this lesser, harder edge that used to be. We we hear reports of like, yeah, you know, I've seen it before in other sporting organisations, and it's like, oh, you know, the, the the coach was into me about my weight. Do you not think they're doing that for a reason? <laughs> did, did, like that, hey, you need to be at a certain. There's a perfect. There's an that's ideal. Exactly right. Did I hear that they're not allowed to skin fold? Yeah, like in some sports it, now because it's fat shaming. Yeah, it, it's like okay. It, uh, well, well, no, because the, the, oh, hold on, hold this on. This is a professional sport. Is that important? I don't want to. I don't want to be skin folded. No, no, you're experienced on this. I think as well. Just This is your time to shine, Dom. Just to finish this off, like we we probably need some of those standards here. in all seriousness, can I just talk to you about next year with them? I'm going to read you these names. Right. Jelly wrestling for you, Dobbo. Kickow, Preston, Reed Marnie, The Fox, Blake Taft, Stephen Crichton, Burton, Bronson Cherry, Jamin Salmon, all at the Bulldogs next year. Like, that, 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 that's a, you know, any team would like the calibre of those players. So should, what, what should the, is the expectation for next year for the Bulldogs? I know... It's hard work. It's paying the price. It's sacrificing something. It's burning your lungs. It's like talent only takes you so far. If someone is outworking you... So just put it in building. If someone starts work at 6 o'clock and finishes at 6 o'clock, is he going to build his house quicker than you? Course. And his attention to details better. Of course, he's going to build more houses. So same in life, same in footy. If someone's turning up and they're training harder than you with the same talent, he's going to beat you. Dobbo, like, who are the top part four of that teams? Don't you get who are the top four teams this year? Penrith, Brisbane, Warriors, Melbourne. I guarantee you, those four but, clubs all train harder than every other side in the competition. I know how hard Penrith train. I've seen yeah, it. I know Brisbane, how hard the stories are yeah. famous about the Melbourne Storm. It happened yes. at the Broncos earlier this year where yep, there was some, there was some uh, whinging and, and, and some players starting to make a bit of noise around the edges. I don't know if anybody actually put their name to it, but it very quickly went away. And then their form. He was going to go. And, and it usually their form proved it usually that they comes, were working hard. It, it usually comes when, when teams lose, and it comes from players that are out of the squad, i.e., Andrew Davy. Yeah, that's who it comes from. Yeah. So you know what? You, you're better off without those people. And look, yeah. we obviously I, I care more than most yep. about mental health, and we don't want to see anybody I go through that. that. And we we want to support that individual uh, as much as we can, but. This you have to have standards. You have to work hard. You have to drive those standards. And what Gus and Cam Seraldo are doing at that football club is creating foundations and identity, so that that football club doesn't have to go through what they've gone through this year and the past four or five years where they've been languishing near the bottom four and it's about setting standards. You contrast that with the Penrith Panthers. Like I say, look at some of the players that they've got playing for them and going above and beyond, like your Hoskins. Like you gone. Like, c- come on. Can they go read the story about James Fisher-Harris? He comes over here, he lives in a horse stable. Mm. Yeah. 
to make it. He paid a price. There's a reason why he doesn't want to give up in anything he does. He's paid, he's sacrificed a lot to get to where he is. And the harder you work for something, the less chance you are of giving it up. And it's okay if rugby league's not for you. It's okay if you don't have the talent and you don't want to pay that price. But don't bring everybody down. And if you're not willing to pay it, Gordy, you get found out and you get found out on the football field. Yes. And that's exactly what we're seeing, unfortunately. Yeah. It's the same principles here on Radio Gemma. Just remember that. This is the Sunday sim bin. You've been found out plenty of times. We're going to take a break. Come back. We're going to talk South Sydney up next. Triple M Sunday sim bin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Welcome back to Triple M Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to all small businesses. Hoops, Jimmy Graham, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin with you ahead of the Titans taking on the Bulldogs. Dan Ganane will be your caller, and we will be covering every single semi-final all the way through to the grand final, starting from next week as Triple M rocks the footy, and we just love it. It is very, very close. Let's talk South Sydney. In round 11, they were in first position, James Hooper. They are now no longer in the eight. The controversies, they run deep. Uh, is it Latrell? Is it Cody Walker? Sam Burgess has departed from the club. And obviously, it was a disappointing uh, result for them against the Roosters on Friday night. This is what Jason Demetrio said uh, in his press conference post-match loss. Oh, look, I think it's disappointing. It's disappointing that as a club, we haven't had that the last few years. You know, we're a pretty tight ship. We, like any club, we work in our things together and we... You know, we're working on it in, inside the four walls, so it's disappointing that, you know, things are getting out and all things are being said that a lot of it isn't true, but at the end of the day, we can't change it. Again, it's a small part of probably a lot of little things that have added to where we're at. You know, three or four games where we're, we're six, five tries all, six tries all, and we get beat on goal kicks, you know, and when you're looking at missing the finals by one game, all those things add up. You know, like I said, I think there's lots of little things, lots of little learnings that we can take from it, and, um, and it starts with me. They get Jack White next year, Hoops. I'm going to start with you. It's not a happy a club. Kicker? It's not a happy club, club at the moment. Where, where are the South Sydney Rabbitohs at um, and, and, and what should their fans be expecting moving forward? Well, it's the greatest capitulation in the history of the NRL era dating back to 1998. So there hasn't Is it been really? a bigger... Yeah, there has not been a bigger capitulation. Oh, no one wow. has been first after 11 rounds and then dropped out and completely missed the finals. So that says a lot. That's going back over the last 25 seasons of football. Uh, I still strongly disagree with the decision to move on club legend Sam Burgess. I think they got that wrong. Uh, and it's a premiership-winning roster. They're in a window yes. right now, and they've got to face the reality of it, and they're going to have to have a, a very long and arduous summer. Mm. Well, th- th- there is a lot to happen there at South Sydney, but the pressure will always continue. Their, their fans, they want results, and South Sydney now expect results, and also their owner expects results. So what went wrong? What what has gone wrong, and where are the problems, men? Look, I, I think looking and observing South Sydney's performances, especially of late, they, they play with an attitude that 
Um, they feel as if they need to score on every play. That <laughs> they, 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 they don't ever seem to exercise patience or, or, or build into a set of six. Um, the completion rates have been horrible. Even on that get, the, the game on, on, on Friday night against the Roosters, there was times there where they just pushed the pass too much. And, and even going back a, a little bit further into, the, into their season, I think they, re, they probably relied on their talent a little bit too much. And, you know, we speak about that work hard attitude but I think they just approached games of no we've got this one of those games like the Cronulla game where they think oh we've got it we'll just wait until we need to and then unfortunately they just run out of time I think looking ahead though for for next year obviously bringing Jack White and it wouldn't surprise me to South Sydney um, to see them look to a a change in position I think we might see White and be the half's partner to Cody Walker it, it wouldn't surprise me to see them at least explore that option. I say a task. Well, seven a fa- and six, you reckon Cody goes yeah, to the I seven? Yeah, I reckon Cody goes to seven. That's that's what I think. Um, we'll, well, what happens th- to Ilias? So I, I, well, I, I think he's been unfairly criticised. Okay, well, uh, what happens to Tass, Isaiah Tass, who's been since, I, 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 you know, good quality first grader. He's contracted for next year. And, you know, when the Jack Whiten thing happened, I assumed, okay, someone's going to go and get Tass. Now uh, he'd have already. If he wasn't playing there next season, he would have already gone. Already, sorry, he would have already signed for another club. He's contracted. The very fact that he hasn't um, gone to an, a different football club, he's too good to be playing reserves. So I, I think that they would have said to him, "Hey, look, we're going to experiment with this Cody Walker, Jack White, and in the halves combination." There's no doubt Lockie Ilias needs a fast start to next season. Yeah. He started this season on fire. They rolled Cronulla round one, and he was outstanding. Uh, but certainly, as the slump has set in over the back half of the year, there's no question um, that combination and his form at times uh, has struggled. But if you go back to, like, they put a score on Brisbane, they beat the Melbourne Storm, and they beat Penrith, yeah. all in the opening 11 they, they, they were back to back to back with yes, victories. Yeah, and, and I think they started to wow. buy into a little bit of their own hype. Look, the injury to Latrell Mitchell in the State of Origin camp obviously had a huge impact on yep. the entire club because he's their best player, so it meant that he was out for 12 weeks. Um, and then off the back of it, it really imploded over the course of the last month with all the headlines, all the various stories that started to come out. Um, and everybody at the club had the blowtorch applied. It's Latrell's been unfairly criticised out of all of this. So I understand. No, that's that fans... no, 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 no. Why? Because mate, he was injured. Tell what me. Hoops just said, he was injured for twelve weeks. Yep. Did he make a mistake with that? But you know full well coming back from an injury. Don't worry about the beer in that. That's no. I'm that's, not even mate, talking about. That. I have no fine. issue with him doing that. I, I, I have, have no issue, issue doing going, no whatsoever. You got you got to have some relief from out yep. there. It, it was a beer. It was a shotgun of beer. He loves look. I don't have an issue, but I think the criticism that's been heaped on him coming back from injury is unwarranted. You can't just call miracles. It's not all the trill. It can't be when a put you on don't you. Win and you're the best player. It goes with the territory. What about Luke Brooks? Over the last ten years, <clears throat> highest paid player, he had to take the punishment for every time they lost. They said he wasn't good enough. 
What about Adam Reynolds? If they don't get him over the line, he's been bought for this situation. Yep. He's been bought for the next four weeks. They've All the young kids have got him to a situation, right? He's got to get his body so right, mentally fair. right. You think it's fair on Latrell? You think the criticism over the last month has been fair? I think criticism goes with the territory. The We've criticism of his football on the field and his form on the field is completely warranted. James Tedesco sure that, got criticised. Absolutely. I'm well, sure hang that Latrell would hang openly on admit. Hold on. James Tedesco got criticised. Is he unfairly criticised? I, I, I get all that. No, no. But hang on. I, I the just game against you, Newcastle we're talking about, how many tackle question. breaks did he make? How many I tackle breaks? I asked you a question. Mate, if you're was you're James Tedesco unfairly criticised over the origin period? Yeah. I, I, if I you're going to try and mount an argument, Dobbo, that Latrell played well fair. against Newcastle that day, you have no. absolutely no idea no, about rugby league. Well, that's not what I'm saying, Hoops. But I'm saying... He made. He didn't have his best game, but look what he still did. He kept them in the right. And you, and you were there. You, we were all there. It's also we were about all what there. he didn't do, mate. It's also about what he didn't do, what, which what? has been highlighted. Yes, I realise that. But you can go to any player and look at their weaknesses. I just think it's They're unwarranted. Latrell, we only judge. This is where you, this is where people are mistaken. I judge Latrell on where he is single-handedly beat the best players in the game when he wants to. So that's the standard that I hold him to. I don't hold him to my standard. I hold him to the standards that I've watched. And there's things on the footy field that Latrell Mitchell can only do. So he's done it once, and I think you can do it again. Yes. And he's done it twice. He's done it that. He he dominated the origin. He's won grand finals. When he wants to, this is my house. He's done that. He hits his chest. I love that. That's the part where I sit on the couch and go, I wish I had more. He's got more ability in his left foot. Like he kicks the ball with so much ease. It goes 60. Like everything he does is effortlessly. So I judge Luttrell on what he's done in the jerseys. I don't judge him on anything else but the colour of his jersey and what he does in that jersey. Yeah. And I think Latrell Mitchell, on ability, is the best player in the game. If you just went to pass, kick, um, space between the ears, running game, power game, everything else, football knowledge, I think Latrell is in the top one or two or three players in the game. Well, if thirteen Latrells played against thirteen other players on their day, he wins. So, w- w- an off season. Would you back that? Yeah, I'd back that. If thirteen Latrells are on their day, playing to the best of their ability, you name me thirteen other players. Well, how does he get back to, to this, the best of the ability? So, wh- wh- so that's what I judge him on. And do I love watching him play? Yes. Is he one of my favourite players to ever play the game? Yes, absolutely. The things he does, like when he kicks and does that, and he's, and then I think, oh, yeah, well, like when he first came, I thought, oh, he's just a big runner. He's a big athlete. Then how he comes down the solo and he throws passes that, like, only Nathan, like, only our best ball players throw. And you watch Andrew Johns go, oh, my God, the vision. So his vision's there, his ability to step and beat players. And then and then he's got this intimidation factor where he's as strong as Greg Inglis and Mel Meninga yeah. to play the game. So what do I judge Luttrell on? I judge him on his ability and when he wants to do something and when, he's, and when his mind frame's right, no one can stop him. I believe he's a he's a Melman Inga, Greg Inglis type player that there's some things that when he does, you can be at your absolute best and you're not going to stop him. Well, I'm pleased that you think like that because I feel exactly the same. He might not oh. have that. <laughs> We're going to take a break. I call BS up next. This is Sunday Simbin. James Graham, James Super Gordon, Talson Bendor. We'll take a break. Come back with more. Ready or not. 
Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready and now. Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Can't stop what I got. Ready and Welcome back to Triple M Sunday Simbi and all thanks to Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to small business. The game we're calling this afternoon, Canterbury take on the Gold Coast from Seabus. Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper, Ben Dobbin. It is now time for this. From the makers of The Earth is Flat and I'm only having one beer comes I Call BS. Oh, like their work boots, Harriet Rebar Work Jeans won't let you down on the tough jobs. Check out the range of Rebar Work Jeans at Harriet.com.au. The best there is. Harriet.com.au. We love Harriet. Thank you to Peter and to everybody involved. Now, I'd like to start this off. And, boys, I need hoops and Gordy, I need some help here. No, you don't. This is yours. This is not mine. (laughs) I copped a text from a certain person on Tuesday night Here's at 9.15pm, 9.15pm. Now, mate, I don't know what you get up to, James Graham. I don't really care what you do in your personal life, but I'm just going to read you. This is dead set what it said. Sometimes I lay in bed smiling. That is how the text went. Like, I'm serious. I'm but, sorry. I'm sorry. But I you mean, text him good night. You're going, oh, good night, I mate. I did not. Thank you. I love working no, with no, you. No, I did not. And he's just sitting there smiling <laughs> no, at no, your insecurity. No. This is how it was. I'm driving home. Sometimes I lay in bed smiling. Jammer. I don't know what you get up to at night, mate. We all smile at different stages when we're in bed, mate, but I don't want to hear about it. I'm sorry. I really don't need to hear about it. You're a weirdo. You're a cuckoo. And and you know what? You row your own boat, mate. I don't want to hear it. I'm calling BS on late night text. Hoops has tried it before. Hoops has tried it, but normally normally it's Hoops telling... 9.15's not late night, mate. 9.15's early. I go to bed between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. You won't get me after 7. Actually, yeah, mate, you don't get me after like ten thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But most guys after seven. I go mate, to bed. Brain. I go to bed very early. I get up very early. At nine fifteen at night, sometimes I lay in bed smiling, mate. I don't know what went on on Tuesday night. All the pleasure to you. But I can tell you now, Hoops texts me late at night as well, but they're normally around midnight saying, I'll bash you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll you on six of your chins. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't need to go and report your texts at that kind of hour, Hoops, because they oh, do mate, come through. Life. Don't worry me. Yeah, no. Do right. I ever text you? Not very often, no. Yeah, please yeah. lose my number. Just go away. <laughs> what did you want? What do you want? That was all. <laughs> what, mate, what did you want? Over to you, Hoops, for an I call BS. Maybe, maybe what Jimmy Graham was uh, having a laugh about and smiling about was a certain member of this panel's outfit oh. uh, at Riverdance. Which River, has fire. Come to, River, River Fire. River Fire. River Fire. River Fire. Oh, mate. How embarrassing. He thought Lords. It's a, it's a white linen shirt. And do they make that hat for men or is that a unisex thing or, or what was happening there? Wow. Okay. Okay. I, I know where you're going, and I saw you trying to push this agenda, Gordon Tallis, to these other How two. How do I push this because agenda? Because you put the photo up it. on Instagram. Yep. Okay. Well, you wore it out in public. <laughs> so that's public. Okay, so just so everybody knows. Public knowledge. Just so everybody knows, I'll just let everybody know. And Hoops, don't you even 
even start to criticise somebody about what they wear in their dress. Triple M I blue mean, collar. Yeah. You wore a straw hat, what they'd wear at Lord's in the long room. It's called a fedora. Okay, a fedora, was bought right? a Parisian. So what, so is, is that your a, school hat from the Mossman Mall? No, or is listen. It? Is it a unisex fedora? No, no it's not. You it's look not. like you're about to audition for Priscilla, Queen of the Dead. It was a something? white party. We had to go as a, that was the dress, it was fancy no. dress, so I wore oh. a white shirt, a white hat. It looks like you went come fancy dress today too. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, who are you to be criticising? Uh, Hoops, oh, of all people. I mean, Hoops wears a hoodie. That's all he ever wears in joggers. Well, mate, what like, have you know, got on today? You've got a hoodie on too, you palooka. <laughs> oh, hoodie, hoodie, pair of shorts and joggers. <laughs> get away. Oh, all right. Agree. Hey, you know what shorts. Cut off tracksuit pants. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to. I like the fedora and it will come out during the summer as well. But do you know what? Yeah. I tell you what, we've just started a campaign. You need to wear it what on the campaign? sideline grand final day or just wear it around, wear it in and out and wear it. I'm not wearing that on grand final day. Why not? Are you w- embarrassed worth with it? too much money. I wouldn't bring it out like that. Oh, so, oh the Mossman Mauler, it's worth too much my money. My mother-in-law, my late great mother-in-law actually bought oh, it for me. Oh, here we go. No, this oh, is true. This is a true so story. Look, don't I, try to throw that sympathy card out of here. <laughs> you no wear sympathy. it, right? You didn't I bought have to it at Bridget. It. Hoops is holidaying there at Christmas time you, right there. So you um, bought it, right? <laughs> yes. No, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy that. Anyway, move on. Go on. Okay, well, mine is, you know, obviously it's Father's Day and, I know how important men are in the world, and I thought I'd just do a bit of Googling, right, on where does Father's Day sit, right? And, of course, Mother's Day's there. First. And then there's Christmas Day, there's Easter. Then I thought, oh, yeah, well, we must be close to that. Then there's St. Pat's. <laughs> then there's Independence Day. <laughs> and then I kept on reading down. I just kept on flicking what through. What number, Gordon? Give us the number. Through. Then it's got Halloween. So blokes <laughs> dressing up in scary masks, putting makeup on and giving lollies to kids is more important than Father's Day. It's never been. I want to call BS on that. Yes, I agree. And you know what? Men out there, we need a woke, we need a Me Too movement right now. Yeah. We need to say it's us too. Like, not Me Too, it should be us too as well. Yeah. Because... I think fathers are so important, and I just thought that but, uh, it must be a really important day. We're all dads. For Father's Day. We're all dads, so it's important. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, we're about 15th. When it comes what, what did you get to, for to Father's the Day? Order. Did you get something Do you know what, Dobbo? We don't make the team a bit like yourself. You're just on the fringes. Hmm. Uh, I, mean, what did you... I, I got this nice little T-shirt. Oh, he's got the best dad the ever. Best dad ever. Wow. Um, you can get some really, I guess, inappropriate gifts for Father's Day. I've heard some adverts on, on this very station, like, Giving tools to men for Father's Day, like tools. Oh, like, you know, but but get your no, dad hey. some tools. There's there's some subliminal messages in that, isn't there? Like you know, get out there and work. Yeah, that's what you're good get, for. You know, you, like not a nice show. Right. Just quickly, just quickly, James Graham, can we just quickly talk about? And I call BS about our producer Charlie White and what he came across in the chemist shop the other day. Oh yes, I'm glad you now. now this. I, I, it yeah. would be it would be amiss of me not to yes. bring up what did he come what, across? That he came across <laughs> and he said, "This is raging bull for men." <laughs> Bigger, better, and stronger, and he's put it on our group chat. And then I've said to him, "Well, hang on, what mate. Is that? It's one of your amb- you're an ambassador for this. Yeah, what is what, it? What does it do? I don't know what it actually what does, does it do? but I tell you this now. Of it. Well, Take hey, one. I think it's a gel, Dobbo. It's an enhancement formula. It's an enhancement formula. Dobbo, yeah. you've taken plenty of raging ball over the years. <laughs> I wish they'd give it something to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm serious. Anyway, Charlie White, I call BS on Charlie White, James Graham. I mean, not only are you sending me weird texts at night saying sometimes I lay in bed smiling, Chicka comes up and puts enhancement, uh, photos of enhancement stuff on there called the Raging Bull and tries to act like I was in a chemist. I was in a chemist where I found it. He was at Chemist Warehouse. Oh. I've quizzed him about it. All right. There was actually there was some other funny uh, products on the shelf there as well, which I thought you might have been familiar with, Dobbo. <laughs> James Graham, you got anything to say? Uh, oh, look, I, I obviously had a little bit of a, uh, you know, get things off my chest before. Uh, well, I was having a little think. Uh, this isn't really an I call BS. Uh, it's just more of a, an idea um, that I've had. Obviously, uh, we see a number of... Um, Sporting documentaries on Netflix and the impact that they can have. I call BS on, I guess, we need to spring into action. And obviously, we're going to uh, to Las Vegas uh, at the start of the season. We need to document that and, and get it onto Netflix to help us grow into the American market. If you look at the impact that that uh, Formula One documentary has had, uh, in particular, uh, over in the States, mm. it's, it's put that on the, on the forefront, put it in the, the minds of people. Even think about the the Sunderland Till I Die documentary. I couldn't give a yeah. rat about Sunderland, but you watch that and you're like, oh, here we go. You know, the the college football, the the NFL, the quarterback, all, all, the swamp, all yeah. these, uh, the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks, were, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that was good. All, all, all yeah. these shows, what they do is that they they showcase um, sports to new audiences, audiences, and they get them in. So I think the NRL really need to maximise. Um, going to Vegas and we can do that through the medium of a documentary and even you would play it uh, mm. like this time next year narrated and by give, Russell Crowe or, or yeah, like Hugh like, Jackman you know leverage our superstar like like oh, Hugh Jackman's you Russell Crowe's get them involved get the in a docu-series almost air it this time next year or a bit later in the year before Vegas round two in 2025 yeah. and really capture that American audience so this generates even more interest in our mm-hmm. sport it's not really an I call BS but it's a bit of a no, an it's idea. actually it's actually quite God, smart. That's fantastic. Well brilliant, done, James. Brilliant Sometimes idea, I lay Absolute. in bed smile and Jimmy with yeah. thoughts like that. That is, a, that is a brilliant <laughs> idea. Now, speaking of laying in bed smiling, I've got to the bottom of this raging bull for men. It's oh, by yeah. a brand called Sensuous. Uh, it's a male <laughs> enhancement formula, and it's on the shelf at the chemist warehouse there. There's some Four Seasons Massage Oil Dobbo. And also, <laughs> I don't care about this. And also something called Edge, which is a delay gel. Should we all take one next week when we're, when we're all together just to see what happens? <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> Triple M footy lives on listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low. Relax. Keep out of harm's way. But not here. Oh, Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Something big is about to go down. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinbin. Welcome back to Triple M Sunday Simbin. All thanks to Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to small business. James Hooper, James Graham, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin with you. Ahead of the clash this afternoon, Dan Ganane will be calling. That is the Titans taking on the Bulldogs from Seabus at 2 o'clock. And obviously the other game, the 4 o'clock game, significant because it's the Sharks taking on Canberra and that will determine where both sides finish in the top eight. Um, the semi-finals that we know are taking counts, place. Guys. That we know are taking place. 
Now, we know the Brisbane take on the Storm. The Panthers will take on the Warriors. So the Knights will either take on the Raiders or the Roosters. Then the Sharks will either take on the Raiders or the Roosters. So that's where it's looking. Let's talk Brisbane Storm. We touched on it earlier. Home crowd, despite everything and despite the history, to me, the mail coming out of it is that Kevin Walters is going to go with Jesse Arthur's over Corey Oates, which will be a huge change that they trained today, Brisbane, and that um, that despite that, he looks like he's going to go with Jesse Arthur's on one wing, and that's how they trained today. I, I think Brisbane are favourites. I, I, I think Brisbane are favourites. I really do. I think that they that, – and what you said earlier, Gordon, was exactly right, that – 14 years, those 14. So this is the best team to apply to Melbourne Storm side in, in those 14 matches. And I don't think they fear Melbourne. I really don't. Well, why would they? You know what I mean? Like, you, well, you got to beat everybody. And as I said, the last – was it 14 years or 14 games? 14 games. 14 games or whatever. At Suncorp. I, so it is, yeah. And if they played, you know – their full strength sides the other day. No one knows. So that's another notch. And Melbourne Storm have been outstanding. They have had the wood on Brisbane. And the reason why they started with John Rebo, started with Chris Johns, took Glenn Lazarus, you know, got a bit of the Broncos DNA. They had Cameron Smith. They had those Queenslanders that for some reason, whether they got overlooked or didn't slot into the system, wanted to make them pay. So there was a lot of motivation for the Melbourne Storm sides coming up and playing against Brisbane. But what I look at now is a totally different Brisbane organisation. Yeah. And I think that that side that's going to run out whatever day next week is going to be up for the challenge. I think it sets up as an epic showdown. Like, it's it's so exciting, Jimmy, this first week of the finals coming up next weekend. It's a brilliant rivalry between Melbourne and Brisbane. It dates back to when the Melbourne Storm entered the competition in 1998, 1999. uh, And... I just get the feeling as though this particular Brisbane roster, uh, they're set to do something special this September. I think the experience of Adam Reynolds, I think the skill and the speed of Reese Walsh, and I like their forward pack. It's hard-nosed, it's hard-edged. I actually think in the forwards, Brisbane might actually just have a, a little slight advantage in that area, which is what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that they do, and um, no doubt, despite the... The recent years and um, last rounds, oh, a couple of days ago, the, the result, I think Brisbane will head into that game as favourites for all those reasons that you mentioned. Dobbo, is, is uh, Adam Reynolds, uh, is he he'll fit, play. firing? He'll, yep. he'll be playing. And just, so will Carrigan. So will Carrigan. Well, they, both, they both, unless they, look, they re-injure themselves, but they both are 100%. And, and the thing that we want to watch this week is, guys, is that, Craig Bellamy's press conference indicated that Jerome Hughes might be a big chance of coming back into that side That'd for be- Melbourne, which, you know, this week, which it looked at when it initially happened that it could be weeks. He, it, that would be a huge inclusion. I think huge. what what Brisbane um, probably just need to be aware of is, is, is coming up against a, a Melbourne Storm team um, that will be calculated in their um, pursuit in attacking Reese Walsh. So... Mm. They're gonna. It's gonna be Reese Walsh ball. His head's gonna be on the chopping block, and they're gonna come for him from every single angle. They they won't kick to Arthur's. They they they'll be kicking the ball. So Reese Walsh, as soon as he gets it, bang! They'll have a defensive plan for him to shut down his time and his space, 
and they look to physically and and you've got to do this and it's sort of the dark art of rugby league a little bit where they're going to give Reese Walsh an absolute treatment out there if they're going to win the game they're going to batter him they're going to physically abuse him obviously within the 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 law the they're going to look within yeah. the rules they're going to look to hold him up and just batter him to a point where he he can't tap in to those resources of the brilliance of the footwork and the speed, he'll just be too physically pummeled, be under the cosh that he won't be able to to come out the other end. So Brisbane I, need to be prepared for that. I think that's naive, that. Jimmy. I would make this point, Jimmy, about him being under the cosh is New South Wales tried to put him under the cosh in yeah. origin and he was up to it. So mm. Suncorp's his backyard. He loves playing there. If conditions are good and it's flat and fast, I think that suits Reese Walsh. And I think he showed at that absolute elite level in the State he, of Origin he Arena. Can stand up to it. He can handle yeah. it. That, that, that's that's my point. I think it's naive to think that you can go bash this kid out of the game. Now, I think New South Wales said, I think Anthony Minicello, before that game in Adelaide, and he said, bring it on. And he went a bit overboard and did all that after the game. But I think watching how tough he is as a kid, and you saw Joseph Tarpany hit him last yes. week. Yes. And that's as hard as I've seen him get hit, and he just bounced straight back up. So I think he's a, <clears throat> you know, what I mean, like it's a I, saying, like don't I, let the pretty face fool you. Yeah, you know what I mean? just because he's a little pretty boy, don't think that you know he's not a tough kid. I guess with with, with Melbourne though, we, we all know. I know what you're saying. That they, I know what you're saying. Oh, they're they the can, best. They can put you in some spots that, to the naked eye, look okay. Yeah. Oh, but, mate, and there's no doubt, Billy Slater, his mentor through the origin period would have watched his game closely. He's on the coaching staff. So with the kicking game, I'm sure Bellamy's going to pick his brain on, you know, how best to limit his damage, right? But it's still getting there. Like, mate, you know how we've always got those players and we've always played against a player, whether it's a Jason Robinson or something, and you go, mate, we've got him here, we're going <laughs> to kick there, this is what we're going to do. And then you go there and for all intentions, this is what you've trained for all week. And they just rise above it. They just yeah. jump that hurdle, you know, and I think he can do that. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a cracker. Um, we know the two ones, Panthers and Warriors, obviously that game as well we'll look at as we get closer. This is the Sunday Simbi. We're going to talk Tigers. Hoops is ready to talk about the Pasco fiasco. That's up next. Sunday Simbin on Triple M. Triple M Sunday Simbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. <laughs> Triple M footy lives on Lister. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Welcome back to Triple M Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper. Prosper Australia's number one online lender to all small businesses. James Hooper, James Graham, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin with you. Uh, as we march towards the Gold Coast Titans and the Bulldogs game, Dan Ganane will be your caller. Remembering, semi-finals start next Friday, and we will cover every semi-final right here on Triple M. Uh, James Hooper, the Pasco fiasco. There are now calls um, for the Tigers to sack the CEO. Um, is this going to happen? This has got to a laughable situation. Mm. The Tigers finished um, their year. In Tigers fashion, unfortunately, and it has been from one comical, farcical situation to another this year. Over to you, my friend. Well, he's been in charge eight years now, Justin Pascoe, and it's been 
Um, he's presided over an era of absolute failure. The results have got worse season upon season. Back-to-back wooden spoons. And so it's actually now fans who are driving this Dobbo. So they were at Combank Stadium a couple of weeks ago. Yep. and they, I was there. I think there. you were yeah. at that game. Yep. They, they won that game, the Tigers, didn't they? Who were they? Yeah, they, they beat, beat the Dolphins. They Dolphins, beat the Dolphins. Right. But there was, yep. a, there was a sign up there, and it was a hand-painted sheet. Yes. That said, sack Pasco, you yeah. know. You know, and well, then end the Pasco fiasco. That's yep. that's their big catch cry. So uh, a couple of blokes I know actually went up and spoke to them. They were at Brookvale again on Friday as the club lined up to get flogged by the Seagulls to finish the season. And they've actually got this brochure that they're handing out that says, Dear Suffering West Tigers fans, the fact you are here today shows you a true believer. Come and join your fellow true believers for our End the Pasco Fiasco protest at the end of the hill. We'll be staging a one-minute protest at the seven-minute mark to express our disgust at Justin Pasco's performance as CEO of the West Tigers over the last seven seasons. Then they, they went on to come up with a chant, and it finishes with end the Pasco fiasco. Right. So they're pretty staunch, these supporters. Supporters, members, rightly so. They're members, they're fans, they're upset. They feel as though the powers that be at the club, and the chairman, Lee Hadjibantelis, is... Didn't he say that they're powerless? Conceded they're this. Yeah, well, well, well I, I put it to him a couple of weeks ago. Are you and the board and Justin Pasco koala bears? Are you protected species? Because it feels as though nobody, like the, the, the zero accountability in terms of members or fans being able to implement any sort of change. And he said, "Well, in a sense, yes, we are." So, well, how do they? So, how does he get rid of it? How, how does he get sacked, Oops, What's the process? Well, the the board would have to decide that they don't think he's doing a good enough job and and decide to move him on. But if you go back over those seven years, like. Jason Taylor's been sacked. Michael Maguire's been sacked. He was paid out 800000 because the club only six months earlier agreed that they were going to extend him. Um, uh, there was obviously the Ivan Cleary scenario, which didn't end well. Uh, it's very hard to find any positives in terms of this bloke's tenure at the Tigers. Well, well if that's how they're set up in, in, with, with the chairman, CEO and the board, it, it's a little bit like you get to mark your own homework. You, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I would have got A's. It's a good point. <laughs> that, that's what it is. You mark your own homework, are you? We're well, doing a good enough job. Sweet. Yeah. So that's one part of it. Mm. We, we've got the other part. We've got a new coach coming on in 2024. Oh, sorry. Well, I left him Sheen's out. Yeah. So Pasco's also presided over the ingenious blueprint of the five-year plan yeah, to go and get one. Tim Sheens for two years, transition into Benji Marshall at the end of 2024. Well, th- that obviously got thrown out after, what was it, nine months that Tim Sheens yeah. survived as head coach and director of football? I... um. It, that, that, that's been a real a real issue. And there's the, the, the next question, we got about three or four emails brought to my attention this week about Benji Marshall, who's obviously the coach next year, and we all love his part, was part of Triple M, part of Fox. We know him well. He's a great guy, Benji. But when Laurie Daly wanted to become the head of football down at Manly, the NRL blocked him because of his affiliation with TAB, yep. right? And, that, and, and they were well within their reason for doing it. Well, on Benji's own social media pages over the course of the weekend, there he's dressed up and he's the Eureka Harness Racing Tab Ambassador. Like, I mean, you want to talk about the same rules apply. How can that happen for Benji 
Well, and and I'm, mate, I, you know how much I love to get an urn. So all, I'm all for Benj getting an urn if that's the way. But it can't be. You can't stop Manly from having Laurie Daly as the head of football because of the the the, the, the talent alignment. Yeah, the mm-hmm. conflict and uh, an NRL coach. Now they might say, well, he's an assistant coach at that time. But I mean, please, if he's a tab ambassador, I don't think assistant coaches can do it either. Well, he's a tab ambassador at Hoops. I'm right in saying that, you know, yeah, from no, his social media pages. Other people have mentioned it to me, Dobbo. I'm, I'm not overly familiar with it, but I'm pretty sure it was in the papers. Uh, and, yeah, he is a harness racing New South Wales ambassador. So if I'm Laurie Daly, I'm ringing up the NRL, and, 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 and I'm honest with that, and I'm asking for some answers because they wanted him to go to Manly as the head of football. Yep. He wanted to go there. Yeah. He absolutely was very clear and 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 then that, they blocked it. So I don't know I don't understand how that's fair. I I mean that genuinely and I don't understand how that is a good look for these Tigers fans going forward. I think it's what? a legitimate question, but I think the West Tigers have got a lot deeper issues than just Benji being a harness racing ambassador for New South Wales harness racing. Well, how do they fix it, Hoops? Well, they've got to get a stronger roster together, and they've got to have people but in Benji positions. Benji and Fulton aren't on the same page, aren't they? Well, that, that that's been one issue over the course of the yep. last six months. They've yep. got to get people in positions of power, Gordon, who've got skin in the game, understand what success looks like, and how to turn the wheel. Now, Pascoe showed up on a podcast the other week in the Don Johnson Miami Vice suit, spruiking how uh, the Broncos, you've only got to look at the Broncos, and the Broncos got a wooden spoon a couple of years ago, and then they just went and signed Adam Reynolds, and uh, look at the turnaround, but the point is, they were able to do that. The Brisbane are a strong club, right? Brisbane realised the error of their ways, made tough decisions, right? They sacked Anthony Seabold, they went with Kevy, and then they went out, and Kevy got Adam Reynolds to the Broncos. He sold them the Red Hill vision. The Tigers at the moment in the marketplace, you've only got to look at their signings this year with the exception of Appy Corusau, who has been an out-and-out superstar and shining light for the joint. Jareem Bull is a young gun who has emerged this season. And there's been some other blokes who've held their gloves up and, and dead said had a go. But some of the other recruitment, and it's, it's not just this year. It's dating back. It's dating back to when Jason Taylor was the coach and decided that it was going to be a good idea to try and sack Robbie Farrar out of the joint when he still had time to go and was one of the highest paid players. Turned into an 18-month shit fight. That all happened under Pascoe's watch. So that's why I keep coming back to him, Dobbo, is if you freeze it there, right, so they've gone through however many coaches it is, however many players it is, the one constant has been this bloke has had the steering wheel. At what stage... Does he get asked some hard questions? <clears throat> but what about the chairman? He's the major sponsor. I Is can, that a conflict of interest? Well, some people, certainly I know retired Tigers champions who feel that it is. They don't like that. They think it's a bad scene. I, I can understand. I, I respect Lee because he does put his hand in his pocket. And I, I know that, that he does genuinely care about the club. He wants the club to have success. But as we've seen from some of the decision-making dating back to when Pascoe grabbed the wheel at the end of 2016, they, they don't know what it looks like. They don't know how to get there. They've come up with this brilliant five-year blueprint, dining with media at Grappa Restaurant in Leichhardt. Like, 
You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't. You certainly can't. It, it is quite unbelievable. We're going to take a break. Come back. James Graham's toughest player, not far away. Kickoff in under 20 minutes. It'll be the Dogs taking on the Titans from Seabus. This is Sunday Simbin, thanks to Prosper on Triple M. Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not? Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Welcome back to Triple M Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to small business. P-R-O-S-P-A. Visit prosper.com today. James Graham, Gordon Tallis, James Hooper, Ben Dorban with you. Sunday Sinbin ahead of kickoff around 15 minutes time. It'll be the Titans taking on the Bulldogs. Dan Ganane will be your caller along with James Graham and also Gordon Tallis. Uh, it is now time for Mitsubishi Triton's toughest player. Thanks to the Mitsubishi Triton, nothing can frighten a Triton. Over to you, the great James Graham. Yeah, uh, this week's uh, toughest player, the Mitsubishi Triton's toughest player is uh, none other than Penrith Panthers Liam Martin I could go into detail about the the stats um, and the try scoring his numbers stuff like that but um, I just love this person's determination and he never switches it off like you could forgive um, him and some of his Penrith teammates for having a, a bit of a, a, a an approach to the, the game yesterday and just get through uh, don't get injured and um, preserve yourself for, for, for the knockout for or well sorry for, for finals football next week and he didn't and he I just loved how he, he went after it and it, even you could add to that and we, we saw what happened in a nothing game against the Parramatta Reels losing one of their, their star players in Jerome Luai but they were just all in that's the way they roll the way they approach every single situation it's it's impossible not to love and that was epitomised by by Liam Martin's efforts and his sheer will, determination and toughness was there for everybody to, to see. Uh, he was very, very good. There's no two ways about it. And he's been consistently, year on year, just better and better. And they re-sign him. He's not going anywhere. It's a great new story. Thank they get you. a Triton at the end of the year, the guy that gets the most votes? Oh, well, I won't be giving him one, but I'm sure if Mitsubishi want to give somebody the most votes, certainly they oh, might. because Jimmy's good at getting sponsors. J- just quickly, he is very good at getting sponsors. Just quickly, today, the Dogs take on the Titans. Now, James Graham, you are a, a, a proud Bulldogs man. <coughs> Gordon, tell us whether yeah. you like it or not. Titans are very important. We have an end-of-season dinner, and I have been talking with Hoops well, I don't and James know what Graham. The wages, and right? So basically Chicka White, young Charlie White, right? That he wants he must to keep our budget to himself, right? So he must go on really nice romantic dinners with him and his missus because he doesn't spend <laughs> it on us. Ah, <laughs> you got him. So got basically him. he wanted us to have a wager, right? <laughs> yes. And then Jimmy Graham just put up well, how about the loser rooms with Dobbo when we go away? And I said, Well that's a bet that I'm not willing to take. Why would you take that? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bet that I'm not willing to take. Well, you're oh. an idiot. Right? I, I'm, so I'm, I'm happy willing to, to come put up it on the line. I'd like, somebody to put, I'd like somebody to put their hand up between you two. Now, so this we've is... got Toby Sexton coming back, and he circled this game, so we know how important it is for uh, a few Bulldogs, and especially with the week that they've had or the couple of weeks that they've had off the field. So it's an important well, game for the Well, put your money where you mouth is. You pay the end-of-season dinner if you lose. 
No, you're not going to do that, are you? No, of course. I tell you what, how about we, 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 all, we put but hold two on, raging but hold on. bull pills. The bet is and the, my, my bet is myself whoever, and Jimmy. Whoever loses has to have two raging bull, uh, bull pills before uh, <laughs> Sunday Simbin next week. It's a formula. It's a formula. I don't think it's in Jimmy, bill form. Jimmy, I am happy to shout you a feed and I'll pay for you. Whatever wine, beer, spirits you want, cocktails, Negroni, I'm happy to shout you. But this palooka on the left of me is not coming in because we saw that Lazy Susan last week and the drunken <laughs> chicken. <laughs> drunken chicken. Is fairly, oh, the drunken, drunken chicken. chicken well, mate, you okay, want the food that you don't wrong. even eat. I've got the drunken right? chicken wrong. At least, you're mate, now, at least you're now admitting to that, Dobbo. I admit that I got the drunken chicken wrong. It was, yeah, well. So I'm happy to shout the two Jimmys, but Ben Dobbin and Chicka White, right? You can come and sit and watch your seat. A bit like, you know, like, I don't know what it is, the like the cage that Fletch and Heine jump no, in here and catch the street. I'm happy to do that scenario and then shout the two Jimmys. Well, that'd be right. Ch- 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 That's we'll, my bet. I'll shout the two Jimmys we'll have to go where, on a lunch. We'll have to go where Tommy Hackett took his kid because Chicka White looks like a, a young boy with yeah, his face. He might be getting out of his job. We can just not him in the play Not far away to kick off... Uh, uh, the Titans taking on Canterbury from Seabus. Dan Ganane will be your caller. Sunday Sinbin on Triple M. Triple M Sunday Sinbin. Prosper. Make business happen with lending solutions to match your business needs. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.